Monday means Micah Rotunda picks your music every Monday, and she's chosen Chicago, Saturday at the Park. See, I wanted to hit the instrumental post so let the horns speak for themselves while I talk over them. Now, that is not Peter Cetera singing, my ears tell me. Might have been before he joined the band and turned them into an 80s saccharine ballad band. Not that that was bad. I believe they experienced their greatest commercial success with Hard to Say I'm Sorry, You're the Inspiration, etc. I like Cetera's solo stuff better. He had one song. To you. To me, he had all of them. Yes, I can. Hey, Dave, what's up, man? Thanks for calling in. Hey, Drew, what's going on, dude? I'm okay. Uh, I mean, I'm good. I hope you're okay. I meant that uh, the other way around. You good? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. You, I mean, you woke up this morning, like we said. And uh, now, it's, now, Seth, that I, what was the question you asked before the break that I uh, uh, could not answer for, Dave, Seth? I, well, Dave, I wanted to know if you if you just reached out to Drew or if you, if you had reached out to anybody else uh, on Saturday morning. Yeah, there was a couple other people. Uh, the truth of it is, uh, Friday night, I uh, I had uh, and see the whole thing with committing suicide. I'm terrible at commitment. And uh, Friday night, I I, I attempted. Uh, um, I, ju- I just took a bunch of pills, and then I, when I woke up Saturday, I was super pissed. And uh, and then that's when I, I just you know I, I figured I I just say goodbye to some people, and I hit up Drew. Uh, my ex-wife, a couple other people, and um, and the whole thing was, and I didn't, I didn't think you'd see it till like today, man. Because I remember uh, a while ago you said you don't, you, you like don't mess with Twitter on the weekends, yeah. and so I just kind of threw it up there, uh, saying my goodbyes, and then uh, Saturday when I got paid, I was gonna go, uh, you know, do it right, but. Uh, Man, but uh, you know, it just it never happened. Good, I'm glad. Uh, we're talking to Dave, who sent me a direct message on Twitter on Saturday, saying that he was going to end his life and he wanted to say goodbye to someone who he thought would care. Uh, and I did. And then um, I apologized to Dave when he answered the phone that if I called law enforcement unnecessarily, but there was just no other way to interpret what you sent me other than I'm going to take my own life goodbye. You know? Yeah. John, you had a yeah, question. no, honestly, man, because between that, my roommate and my ex-wife, um, that that put a hold on the whole thing. So I, I don't want to say hold, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good, right. but uh, you know, I guess you, you, one day at a time, right? Dave, exactly. you, you said you were waiting until you got paid and you were, you were going to do it right. Did did you have it in Did you have it in your head what you were going to do? Yeah, I actually, um, it's weird, man, because I was, I was just down a rabbit hole on YouTube, and I actually uh, posted the, the YouTube video. It's uh, Doug Stanhope on Louie, and, uh, and I watched it like three or four times, man, because it's like that, that, that whole monologue is just, is just me without being a stand-up comedian. Like, and then like it, it hit me, and, and, uh, and I was going to do it like that, man. I was, gonna, I was just going to get a hotel um, get some pills off the streets, a bottle of Jack, and uh, and just drift off into the night, man. That's so sad. Man. Call it quits. 
Glad you didn't, dude. I told you that uh, when we talked on the phone on Saturday, and I'll tell you again. I'm I'm really glad you didn't, man. There's uh, I I don't know what you struggle with more than what you've told me. Um, you seem like a good dude to me who struggles with mental issues like a lot of people do. I know you got a kid who would be absolutely crushed if anything happened to his old man. And um, I just uh, I, he doesn't know. I'm Uncle Dave. There, he's adopted. Oh. So he he would he would have just lost an uncle. He has no idea. Yeah, losing an uncle is uh is a pretty big deal. Yeah, Seth. Well, Dave, what what ultimately stopped you on Saturday? The cops and oh. just too many eyes on. And I had like they told my boss and my you know and they told a couple coworkers and I had eyes on me. And then I guess you know just and the Bone fan too, man. Just like like everybody was just hitting me up with so much love that it just kind of drowned out everything, man. And I just I just I just I haven't I didn't do it. Man. And I I I. I you know, I don't. I don't really have any plans to. Good. I hope you don't, man. And I hope that you know you. You know, you have my number now. And I told you any any time that you feel like you you might need to use it, by all means, do. I um. I'm. I'm I care about you, man. Uh, you seem like a good right dude. On, and uh, and I'm glad you're still fighting it, man. Yeah, I'm doing my best, man. You know, it's rough. It, honestly, it's bittersweet because you know I'm glad I'm still here, but you know it sucks. Yep. Worse now, but. Uh, well, like you it said, is what it is, there, are, there are more eyes on you now, and, and you don't have to suffer from this away from anyone. You don't have to privately struggle with any of this. There are a lot of people who know this about you and who are willing to lend, lend a sympathetic uh, ear, mouth, whatever. Well, you don't take that the wrong way. Uh, whatever whatever <laughs> you might need at, at that given time, my man. And, uh, and the worst thing you could do is think that no one cares. Now it might be inconvenient for you, but people care, man. And, uh, and I want you to keep, uh, want you to keep breathing oxygen, man. Right on, brother. Plus, it's just it's just selfish. That's one of, one of the guys on Twitter DM'd me and brought it up. That you know, it's just it's a selfish act because all I'm doing is removing me, and you know, all those problems are still there. Mm. They just don't have me to deal with it. You know. Yeah, I um I used to be very on that suicide is the most selfish thing you can do tip, but then I realized I've never tried to kill myself and I don't struggle with the kind of life-crushing depression that makes you think that you're a burden on everyone around you. So, I don't think I have the right to say that it's selfish. I know from having friends who have done it that it leaves behind a trail of devastation, but I can't call you selfish if you do it without knowing your struggle, if that makes any sense. I think it does. Yeah, yeah, I get you, man. Cool. Well, I get you, dude, and uh, and get back to work before you get fired, and then you have another reason to be in your own head. Uh, <laughs> and and, uh, and thanks a lot for, for giving me the opportunity to talk to you and, and know that I'm here, man. Right on, brother. I appreciate you, man, because you, you did a lot that day, dude. Yeah. You were like the catalyst. There was a lot of, of hands in motion, but that, that was like the initial catalyst, and I really didn't think you'd see it till Monday until I was gone. Well, I, like I said, I am glad you didn't ruin my Monster Jam Saturday. And I, uh, and I, I you know, I, I'll go through Twitter on the weekend every once in a while. I try not to. Try not to do it too much. But, you know, I'm glad I did it that way. Just imagine if I had made staying off Twitter on the weekends a New Year's resolution and never was seen that. And I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can say his name on there. But props to Josh Cassio, who really helped me as well. Um, yeah, I needed to get in touch with that dude and, and Josh was not only available, but had information that I needed and, uh, it's crazy how that did, happened. Did we, I know a lot of people will remember him. I know you said he, he's been on the show. Is it wrong to say why he was on the show? I don't know if he wants that out there. So I would respect, uh, that I would respect the privacy there, but, um, he was, he was featured on our show and on the news for, Somebody, uh, he's been obviously dealing with a lot since he was in high school. Right. And, um, like it or not, this radio format 
attracts people who feel like they can, you know, that they don't have anybody to relate to. We're at least voices, and some of us are actually real-life people who uh, can help you get through some crap. 727-579-1025. I wish you could have seen my son's face as I'm driving him to an appointment talking to a, a radio listener of mine uh, on the phone trying to tell him not to kill himself. Yeah, I don't know what I would have done if I got that. I think you would have done the same thing. I don't call the call the cops. I don't, I have I actually I don't know. I thought about it a little bit. I don't know. Maybe we need some training. Like I mean, honestly, I've never received any kind of training whatsoever in radio. This was just me being a human being, but not not that we're first responders, but we could be the last. We could be the last lifeline between someone who wants to take their own life and and them not doing it. But is there a training for that, or is it just leading to them to the suicide hotline after you talk to them? That's true. I should have thought of that logic song. What is it? Uh, eight seven seven. I don't know if he actually says the number in the song, but the name of the song is the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One eight hundred seven seven one. John's turned his back on logic once logic yeah. yelled at him at the concert here in town. I didn't turn my back on him. I still respect the I respect the. He said he was feeling himself a little too much. He is, he is feeling himself a little too much. Anyway, it's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Talk, Nick. What's up? Welcome to Drew Grabo Live. Hey, Drew. How are you, sir? You just gave out a phone sex line, John. <laughs> yeah, I'm, hey, man. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> good. I wanted to uh, make a correction about that uh, Saturday in the Park song from oh, Chicago. Yeah, please. Robert Robert Lamb actually sang lead on that. What did I say? He's the uh, you said Pizza Terra. No, I said that that's before Pizza Terra was the lead it's singer. It's not before Pizza Terra. Oh. oh, before Pizza Terra was the lead singer. Okay, sorry. No, no worries. <laughs> man, here I, I'm out <laughs> here bad. saving lives, dude, and you want to tell me I don't know my Chicago? Come on, man. You know what went? Remember when Terry Kath blew his brains out back in the seventies? No. Okay, and you know Chicago, right? No, no, I, I don't. I, I just got lucky. I just happened to take a shot in the dark and think that it didn't sound like Peter Cetera, so it was probably before he joined the band. I don't know. You, you did get lucky. I, I was in a college radio back then when uh, when uh, Terry Cat blew his brains out. I'm from Chicago, and I love the band Chicago. And as soon as that happened, I did a whole like six-hour Chicago special with the records that we had. And the, did you mention the blew his brains out when you did? Were you like, hey, this one goes uh, out? Yeah, to I, the, did. I, I did. I did. Uh, well, Terry Cass oh. passed away, and he blew his brains out with his own gun. Oh, my gosh. Really love the band a lot. Super big fan. Want to be sensitive to the family, so let me think about how to word this. This one goes out to Terry Cat, who blew his brains all over the wall in a hotel room. What time did he do it? Was it 25 or 6 to 4? My trivia for Chicago continues in honor of the lead singer who splattered his mental matter all over the wall of a cheap digi hotel room. Waiting for the break of day. This one goes out to the family of Terry Cat, the original lead singer of Chicago, pounded a gun into his brain and really made a spatter all over the walls. This one goes out to his family. Hard to say I'm sorry. Chicago, Peter Cetera. Singer, because Terry Cat blew his brains out. Chicago. Everybody needs a little time away. Playing some jams in honor of Terry Cat. Gave himself a little gunshot lobotomy. If you leave now. Seemed like an insensitive way to. Yeah, to repeatedly. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. And like, if you really honor the guy, why would you be so casual about the way that he that he chose to end his life? Jesus, man. I mean, I didn't even love Nirvana, but I I sure don't say beat Matt. Well, okay. well yeah, you yeah, do. You've yeah, said yeah. a lot worse. Yeah, actually, up, actually, yeah. 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 
he says. Yeah, you actually said the. I think it was if he had to do that so that we could have the Foo Fighters. And All I'm saying is happy 50th birthday, Dave Grohl. Today. Ooh, wow. Today. Today. 50th birthday, Dave Grohl. I mean, you wouldn't have been able to put him on your Woodstock lineup if it wasn't for the fact that uh, Kurt Cobain killed himself. Well, I mean, I would have, but he just would have been the crappy drummer for Nirvana. Uh, Gary, what's up? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Great to hear from you, uh, sir. Just wanted to give you a little information that Brodo's or Monster Truck, <laughs> as uh, fabulous as it is, and the good job that he's doing now is uh, by far the, not the first one that's a diesel-powered Monster Truck. King Kong uh, was one of the first ones back way in the 80s when we started racing monster trucks. So, cool. And there's another one on the Monster Jam circuit that's XD something, and that's also a diesel-powered truck. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, that, that Max D, I think, is the, is that one. No, uh, Max no. Max D is a different truck, but oh, there's one called sorry. XD something, and he's uh, diesel-powered also. Oh, cool. So, All right. Thank they you, They keep uh, incorrectly telling everybody that they're the first diesel monster truck. Oh, in oh no, they did. I got you. Oh, snap. Well. I love that we can go from uh, you know these debates from Chicago to Monster Jam. I, I will say they can't just say we are. I am at MonsterJam.com uh, and looking at the profile, the newest edition of Monster Jam will be making its debut in uh, Nashville. The first diesel-powered truck to compete in Monster Jam ever. That is from MonsterJam.com. Gary, John, I'm hearing a lot of things that maybe, maybe it's not. You're telling me the Monster Jam itself is pushing out a fake agenda? I'm not telling you anything. I'm just hearing my 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 people on the street tell me that there's a lot of noise out there uh, about that not being the first diesel truck that drove in Monster Jam. Drew Grab Alive, hello. <laughs> Monster Jam hey, controversy. How are you? Hey, good. Thank you. Yourself? Good. Hey, uh, my name's Aaron. I'm Hi. a detective with the, the sheriff's office, and uh, I Did heard Drew talking about some training that you got that he was interested in yeah which is uh, actually a, we uh you know we as broadcasters uh we don't get a lot of training we don't it's like that retroactive training when someone screws up and and shouts the n-word at work then we all have to take a diversity uh and i told you not to put kramer on the morning x uh, but you know we all have to take a diversity thing so we never really get any proactive training and it, and it occurred to me as I was saving a life over the weekend uh that we all should be a little bit better instructed on on how to do so you know yeah, absolutely. I'd love to uh, talk to you guys off air and maybe provide some uh, some training core for you guys. That'd be awesome. I'm going to direct you to Mike Olivero, uh, and uh, you can just uh, hit him up on the office line, 727-579-2000, and uh, he handles all that stuff for us, man. He's great. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. 727-579-1025. Like Mike doesn't have enough on his plate right now. Yeah, wait, wait. <laughs> and this guy's going to unless he's listening right now, some guys will be like, yeah, I'm calling to set up the suicide training. Yeah, right. Olivero's going to think, what are, what are they – didn't we try to set up a training for something, a CPR training, and then yeah. you, you didn't want to do it? No, I know. I had set the whole thing up. I No. I, we wanted to do it, and right. then we found out that it was going to be hours and hours before the show. That was it. We thought we'd just be able to go for an hour and then be certified in CPR, but it turns out it was like a two-day thing, and we went, you know what? Maybe, we, maybe we'll just let people choke and die why, here. Why did you? Oh, this was going to be like through work? Yeah. Like you guys took it upon yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Is it just something you're passionate about? Well, I don't remember, but I but something happened in the office that made me think, you know, we should be better trained here. I'm not that guy usually, but but since I've been a dad, I, w I want to take care of people. That day, John, we were very passionate about it. That I, day, like I a once, lot of things. I once saved a man's life who was choking at Ruby Tuesday. You gave him the Heimlich? I'll send you the article. I believe you. I you, No, I just held the chair. You what? What do you the, mean? I don't know. The guy did, it, like, he started dying, and this other guy was the real hero, but I held the chair, and he told me to jam the chair up against his chest, oh. so that he, I was, like, jamming the chair on his chest, and then what? the other guy was like, 
giving him the Heimlich. Yeah, and then this big chunk flew out, saved his life. We were in the newspaper. I'll send you the article. My mom saved somebody's life, too. Hmm? Little Steph saved this bigger woman at a barbecue joint's life with a piece, a piece of brisket in her throat. Oh, boy. Why does she have to be a bigger woman? <laughs> yeah, like you could have told the story without like, no, completely unnecessary No, my mom's very, very petite. Right? And she saved a woman who was... Save the fat lady is what you're saying. I would never say that. I mean, that's pretty much what you she said. She was a lot bigger than my mom, and my mom still managed to save her life. All I know is Mike is heavy in the meat story department today. You got a lot of yeah, meat going on over there. a lot of meat. A lot of meat. What does that mean? Mm. Drew Grab Alive, hello. Hey, Drew, it's Condo John. What's oh, up? Oh, it's God. Mary and Joseph. I'm leaving. It's already over. State is welcome. Oh, hey, John. How's oh, it going? I- Thanks for being our cut of the day over the weekend. That was fun. Oh yeah, no, I had a good time, man. It was awesome. Cool. Hey, uh, oh, I, I um, I was one of the uh, right there. Skyway jumpers back in uh, in the nineties, and uh, wait, hold on one second. You I, were one of the Skyway. Do you mean you successfully jumped off the Skyway? Yes, I did. Do you believe? And I does? got picked up, and I ended up yeah. almost landing in this guy's name. His name is Richard Chamberlain. He's out of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I missed his boat by five feet. From the Skyway, like the the top, the apex of the Skyway, the highest part of the Skyway? Uh, no, it was about maybe 650 feet. Jesus. Hey, were you, how long were you hospitalized afterwards? You must have got a hell of an enema. Uh, yeah, I ended up going over to the island over there uh, at Fort DeSoto Park, and uh, he ended up taking me... Back to his place where he was staying, and he Uh-oh. took care of me for about six months. So you never went to the hospital? Uh, yeah, no, I got transported, but they said the only thing that you broke was your foot. Huh. So then Mr. Chamberlain took you in, and, and you, you, you were his ward. Uh, actually, no, he was my uh, angel. Okay. Did he ever touch you inappropriately? No, I, 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 <laughs> Had to get rid of him. What? The, what? Uh, let me ask you. Just moving forward. What's the condo John Sitch going to be? Are, are we going to? I think we ev- give him to Kevin. I think. I think. I hear him mostly. Uh, <laughs> I hear him mostly on the Soul Brother Kevin show. And though he did get his start on In Your Face with Drew Garabo way back in the day, I will gladly uh, cut the umbilical cord with Condo John and send him off to Soul Brother Kevin. See, please. You're, you're in caller development, but then once you are ready to give the caller to the rest of the station. Correct. Hey, it is my gift. Because I, I just wanted to know, because I, I feel like he's going to participate in the show every single day no. now. So I just want to see where you. Yeah, ha- no. No, I, well, I think he should be on Kevin's show. Every well, day. I've heard I've heard Kevin have to tell him. Every off. other day. Like, I heard him call yeah. in, and Kano John said, okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And Kevin yeah. said, no, you won't. Right. <laughs> he's not supposed to call there. He can't call until Tuesday because he called Friday. But if he's got things, you know, hey, we were talking about suicide, yeah. he, ha- he he was a jumper. I mean, you That's got, true. You got to. That's a good point. You got to share. I mean, tomorrow, even if you don't have anything, you know, give us a call. Mm. Uh, mm. You don't mean that. You don't at all. I don't, but I just wanted to see how you guys felt <laughs> about it. I feel horrible <laughs> about it, and I never got to tell my 94-year-old man story, which I will next. <laughs> This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.